0: It is 721 on a Sunday morning. That means it's time to check in with our political analysts, Michael Kelly and John Hancock. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello. Well, Friday is the deadline for the potential shutdown of the government. Uh, And we also have this aid to Israel, aid to Ukraine, hanging out there, not getting passed. I'll start with you, Michael. What path do you see us on right now in terms of both of these things?
1: We're kicking, buddy. We're kicking the ball down the field. um, And I think the speaker has made a proposal. Uh, The White House says it's not serious. Um, But the fact that they were able to get the Republican caucus to agree to something uh, is a good start. Um, I'm pretty confident they'll find some type of solution to punt this past the first of the year. Uh, But a day of reckoning is coming with these uh, extremists inside the Republican party whether it be in January or or March that they're just hell bent on, on having this fight over uh, extending of the budget and the deficit. So um, hold on tight, Scott, next year is going to be exciting. (laughs) John. Well, yeah,
2: I think we're going to get a continuing resolution. I think it's going to pass by Friday. Uh, It's probably not going to have Israel or Ukraine funding in it. Uh, Those issues are, are to come. And then I think, you know, what's, what's going to be interesting is whether mike johnson is able to put together the votes in the house to pass all of these appropriations bills i think there are 12 of them uh, but that's what actually funds the government continuing resolutions just keep at current funding levels and spending the money and allows the checks to flow so the real the real trick is going to be whether they can pass an actual budget through these appropriations bills and you know i think the jury's out on whether they can do that, but that's the goal. And, you know, it's the right goal.
0: Well, Moody's has downgraded the credit yeah. rating of the U S credit outlook to negative. I don't think this happens very often, if ever at all. What does that say? I mean, what does that mean? What are we supposed to take from that?
2: Well, it's the second time in a year that, that, uh, that our credit has been downgraded. And the thing you've got to keep an eye on is that the full faith and credit of the United States is a world currency. And our enemies out there, particularly China, would like to see that the currency of the U.S., the dollar, not be the the common currency in world trade matters. And this is is not good. It's a sign of an unhealthy uh, underlying economy. It's a sign of an unhealthy level of government spending. And I think you can blame both parties for that. Uh, But it, it ought to be a wake up call. And what we need to do as a country is come together and we need to stop spending money that we don't have and at the levels that we are and uh i hope it serves as a wake-up call it's it's a serious i mean it's not a it's not imminently life-threatening for our economy but it's a serious wake-up call well michael yeah no go ahead
1: well i see it uh similar but differently um i think john's right i mean Uh, I don't think it's the end of the world, but other than the the world consequences are exactly what our opponents are trying to do, which is no longer make the dollar the the number one currency in the world. Having said that, Moody's was very specific in citing, sure, there's spending issues, but the primary reason that they downgraded the credit was the inability of uh, both sides of government to find compromise and the hostility that's taking place in our government, and that's being driven by the Republicans so maybe it'll cause some soul searching over there for us to find some way to find compromises rather than these stalemates that take us to the brink and t- potentially put our economy into a tailspin.
0: Well, we have a new house speaker and Mike Johnson, has anything changed? Has anything improved since he took over, John?
2: Well, uh he's essentially going to pass on Friday the same kind of similar kind of deal that Kevin McCarthy passed a month or so ago to uh, keep the government open. That deal that McCarthy made with Democrats is what led renegade Matt Gates and seven other Republicans to uh, vacate the, ch- the Speaker. And it looks like Johnson is not going to suffer that fate, at least here initially. So he has navigated a, what is a very difficult and very narrow majority. He's navigated it pretty well so far. So that,
1: in the short term, I think, has changed.
0: Well, Donald Trump uh, is—sorry, oh, Michael, do you have thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's too early to tell. I mean, what's the guy done besides, you know, uh, take the gavel? Uh, heck, they haven't even passed the continuing resolution, so nothing's been accomplished yet. Um, I think the biggest concern is that the more we learn about the history of Mike Johnson, this is not some regular thinking kind of guy. This is some Matt Gates. Uh, protege extremist thought process, and that's not necessarily what's built consensus in Congress. So I think the story is to be told. But uh, if his history shows us anything, um, I'm quite nervous about his ability to accomplish much, being that he's a pretty extremist uh, speaker. Meanwhile... I mean,
2: I don't think it's fair to compare him to Matt Gaetz. Uh, He said that he's committed to keeping the government open. He's committed to bringing Ukraine funding to a floor vote, even though he opposes it. So, you know, he's a very conservative evangelical, but I don't put him in the same category by any means with with a Matt Gates or a Marjorie Taylor Greene uh or disruptors like that. I think he's more of an institutionalist. He's a member of the study committee in the House. He was the chair of the Republican Study Committee. And I you know, there there's an effort to paint him as this wild-eyed wacko, and I just I don't think that's accurate.
0: We got about a minute left. Donald Trump is promising mass deportations if he's reelected president. Biden is decrying this with what's happening in our major cities in the last few months. Uh, Who's got the right idea here, John?
2: Well, I mean, this is a this is another one of these populist issues. You know, to a lot of people, it sounds like a good idea. You start deporting millions of people. uh, It's just not realistic and if and if Donald Trump were to be president and were to try to do that, it would be very disruptive. it would not be good for the country it would not be good for our security uh, so but it's the kind of rhetoric that you know he uses with great success in in the g o p Michael final thoughts.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I think the one fortunate thing is, is Donald Trump will not be president. Uh, hopefully he'll be sitting in a jail or dealing with his political consequences uh, or the legal consequences of his behavior uh, in the documents case, etc. cetera. Uh, and John's right. I mean, it's just uh, I don't think this type of rhetoric is helpful. I think it fires up a particular base, but ultimately it doesn't stand for the values that are the United States.
0: Michael Kelly, John Hancock. Thanks, guys.